Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and today I have extra special double guests for us today. It is Candace and Lauren Henry, and they are top-rated university professors of leadership and co-founders of Aretios, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and young professionals learn how to lead well and live the life they were designed for. Candace and Lauren help people clarify their purpose and develop their influence so that they can live a life full of success, excitement, and meeting. Welcome, ladies. Thanks Thank so much you. for having us. I have to say, I'm really excited because I don't think we've had um, a duo of guests on the podcast yet. So well, we're honored to be here. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> yes. Okay. So our listeners know which who is Candace and who is Lauren. I'm Lauren. And I'm Candace. <laughs> we just see if we can make hopefully sure that like all the difference in the voices. In our voices. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, hopefully we'll get through that part. Well, if you're if you're not following along, come find us on Instagram. So we'll make sure on Instagram, and then you can put the face to the voice. Yes. There we go. <laughs> yes. All right. So I want to know a little bit more about you guys. Just obviously, you're sisters, so you have like the growing up part together. But like, how did this company start? Where did that come from? Sure. So as you mentioned, we're sisters. And so growing up, our parents were actually some of the first to introduce us to leadership and personal growth at a young age. And so we started experiencing that positive impact that that kind of thinking and and leadership can have on our lives. And so that really inspired us. And we wanted to start applying that on a regular basis. And we wanted to learn more about how to live a life that was continually growing and um, all about leading. And so we went on to attend an international leadership training program for several years, and then went on to become leadership trainers for young adults. And eventually we were like, this is so incredible. We all want to keep learning about this. So we went on and got our master's degrees in executive leadership. And now we teach courses in leadership, both personal leadership and organizational leadership as university professors. And as we were doing that, we saw kind of a need for a younger voice uh, to deliver this content in a way that's engaging and practical to the next generation. And that's kind of what inspired us to start our company, Retios. And now we work with young professionals and entrepreneurs, helping them learn how to lead well and live their best life. I think that's so exciting. So how long has this business been going? When did you start? Uh, About three years now. Okay. That's great. I love it. I love that you were like, you know what, this is, this is where we want to be. So we're going to go all in and continue all of that. Like, you know, sometimes you start something and you're like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Right. Yeah. We, we decided, you know, this is something we felt was really a part of our purpose. Yeah. And we said, we're going to go all in because um, we believe in it so much and want to help other people be able to get the benefits of personal growth and leadership training. So, so, you know, this is your purpose. You know, this is your calling. You go all in. Now, what is your favorite part about what you guys are doing? 
You know, I think a big part of it is getting to help people. And that's what makes any sort of work worthwhile is when you see um, life change, you see how it benefits someone else. And so getting a chance to um, kind of speak life and, and bring solutions and new ways of thinking to people, whether that's our students or our clients, I think that is for sure one of the best parts, no matter what it's, that just brings everything. Makes it so rewarding. Yeah. Back home. You're like, this is why I do this. <laughs> yes. I love, I, that's my favorite part too. <laughs> I have two favorites. The other favorite part is connecting with other like, like-minded people. Mm-hmm, that's my definitely. Favorite. Okay, so you guys want to talk about daily routines. And one of the things that you, when we were emailing all the things, you had four power practices and I am so intrigued. I want to know what those are and all about it. Four power practices. Yeah, so through our study of leadership and personal growth, we looked really closely at the lives of a lot of successful people and studied their habits and their routines to figure out what was contributing to their success and then how we could start to apply those things for ourselves and for our clients to get similar results. And as we were doing that, we kind of saw some recurring themes and distilled those habits down into the four power practices of gratitude, goals, affirmation, and reflection. Yeah. So gratitude gives us the right lens that we can then view the rest of our day. Studies show us that we can't be stressed and grateful at the same time. So gratitude kind of helps us to see life through the right camera angle, through the right lens. Um, And then goals give us more of a focus, helps us to know our direction, where we're going. Affirmations helps to build our self-confidence. And it's kind of a way of affirming exactly who it is we want to become. Because if we're not thoughtful about that, then we sort of just get influenced by everything around us. Things just kind of come into our life. And so if we have affirmations, we have that guiding direction, almost like a goal, but for who we're becoming. And then reflection is such an important practice because it helps us to gain the wisdom found in the everyday. It's really easy to go throughout life and just have a lot of things happen to us and then not take time to look at the lessons that can be found there and say, okay, what can I learn from this? Whether it was a good situation or perhaps a challenging situation, there's always a lesson and reflection helps us to pull that out. Mm, I love it. You said you can't be stressed and grateful at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think that hit me in the forehead because (laughs) (laughs) I am so grateful and so stressed depending on the day. Sure, yeah. Um, so I, I think <laughs> a lot of people can go, oh, wait, I can't be both at the same time. Yeah. But I, I love that because if you are, if you are focusing on the positive and the gratitude and all of those things, like you're not going to be stressed and it depends on what kind of stress too, right? Right. And, and not all stress is bad. Um, right. You know, there is a healthy amount of stress that can drive us to do our best and to be motivated to do things, but it's all about the perspective. And I think that's where you really see the difference between, you know, being stressed or being grateful is I like the illustration of looking at a rose. Like you can look at the thorns and be sad that there are thorns on a rose, or you can be glad that thorns have roses you know, and like, wow, there's a rose instead of just thorns. And they're both there, but it's, what are you going to focus on? And then whatever you choose to focus on is what affects the rest of your day and how you move forward. So if you start your day by focusing on gratitude, things that you have to be grateful for, it sets that right tone, like Candace said, and gives you the the proper lens that's going to make your day go so much better instead of focusing on what's stressing you out or something that's bothering you. Love that analogy. 
I love it. That is so true. Like, is it the rose and the smell of the rose and the look of the rose, or are you looking at the thorns? Because both are true. Mm-hmm. Right. Roses. I love that analogy. That's a good one. Okay. So daily routines, are those four power practices in your daily routines? Definitely. So and is it a morning routine or a daily routine? Yeah, we try and make it a part of our daily routine sort of in two parts. So when we first realized that these were the common habits of the super successful, we were like, oh, obviously we want to add those to our life as well. Like let's get Uh, the benefits. (laughs) I feel like there's a, you know, a long list of all the things that we know we should do and maybe don't do, (laughs) or we don't do them consistently. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get real results without the consistency part of it. So we're like, okay, how do we figure this out? (laughs) Yes. How do we make this work? So we created a guided journal called the daily that helps us do exactly that. So we actually start and end every day with those practices using the daily. So um, we'll start our day with gratitude. We'll start our day um, looking at our goals. We'll write down down our our, um, affirmations. affirmations. And then at the end of the day, we come back and then we write out a little bit of a reflection because we can look over our day and say, okay, what can I take away from this? What's something I learned? So it kind of builds in that intentional, healthy rhythm that helps us to maintain that better life balance and keep the right mindset. And I think it also increases our productivity. Definitely. Cause we're focusing every morning, like writing down our goals. So we know exactly where we're going and who we're becoming. Um, and then it's nice to be able to look back over 30 or 60 or 90 days and see all these lessons that we've written down in our reflection. Um, and so we kind of have it all in one place. And then that makes it easy to just you know, you do it every morning takes all of like five minutes, but it just puts you in the right headspace and gives you a strong start to your day. Oh, I love that. I'm going to need that journal. It's bad. I'm a journal hoarder. Um, most of mine, like, okay, I can show you and I'll, maybe I'll show uh, like a picture on my Instagram, but I'm a, a blank page type of person mm-hmm. because I'm, when I do notes and note-taking, I doodle at the same time. And I like to like, normally I have multiple color pens and I can switch them out. It's like, this. how fun. Yeah. That's just how my brain works. So it's easier to remember different colors and that type of stuff. I, I definitely need that journal. I have a stack of journals and I keep them all. So I even have one from like eighth grade. Wait, that's amazing. I love <laughs> that. So but neat. it's so fun to look back and say, yes. man, in 2010, I was praying for this, this, and this. And now to be like, I've had that for like eight years and oh wait, I should probably be still being thankful for that thing. Right. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. Lessons and recording that too, you know, and you can kind mm -hmm. of see the progression of how you've grown and how God has spoken to you. I think there is such wisdom and value that can be found in sometimes our own thoughts and and words. And we're like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you self for teaching me that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm also a big list person. So like, even if it's, I remember when my husband and I were in our first apartment and we made like a list of things that we wanted, like just kitchen stuff. Like we wanted a pizza pan because we didn't have one of those round. We had all the rectangle ones, like a cookie sheet, but not. And so I have like, oh, we need, you know, an ice cream scooper, like just some random stuff, like just kitchen. Here's my kitchen list. And now I, the other day I stumbled upon this notebook. I'm like, what's in here? What's in this one? You know, I'm like, oh my word, this kitchen list from 2012 or 11. And I'm like, we How have well <laughs> above this. <laughs> 
this kitchen list. I'm like, I need to empty some of this stuff out of my kitchen at this point. Uh, but I love that, that reflection of just going, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I'm a long way. And I think whether it's, you know, in marriage or in business or any relationship, I think that's a good thing to do. So I definitely want that journal um, to say that. So when you're, when you say morning routine and obviously then there's the evening, so it's all kind of like, a, it's a daily thing, mm-hmm. but I have a specific question about your, oh my word, I keep bumping my microphone. I'm going to scooch it a little bit. <laughs> so I keep, I am a like morning routine person. Uh, I don't really have a evening routine, but I'm definitely a 5 a.m. club chica over here. All right. Um, do you have you guys read that book? I have not. It's so good. Robin Sharma. Um, check it out. It's it's a great, it's not a Christian book, but it is a it's a 5 a.m. club. It's so good. But do you guys have anything specific for morning routine other than the four power practices? Um, I like to get up first and I do the daily and then I do a little bit of time doing devotions. Um, of course, you know, it's making time to invest we're in the most important relationship that we have, you know, with God and getting quiet and doing that. And then we're big proponents of exercise. So we always like to get out and um, get a walk in and spend some time outside. I think it's really valuable for us to do that. So many people, we create routines these days that keep us inside all the time. So true. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's good for us to just get back in nature and spend some time um, either talking or listening to something or just thinking, reflecting, praying, whatever that it looks like for you. Um, and then we, we get going with our day, but mm-hmm. yeah. So we always get some That's exercise great. in. And what would you, what would you say is the trickiest or the hardest part about uh, your four power practices? I would say the things that we tend to see that are difficult or tricky for most people. And I would say ourselves included until we kind of got into a routine, but it's intentionality and consistency, you know, especially in building the habits that are good for us, as Lauren was saying, you know, sometimes we create habits unintentionally um, and we're like, oh, how did I get here? And it's because it's, you know, the small little things that we don't give too much thought to that end up creating um, our, our daily routines and then end up making us who we are. And so being intentional about creating the right habits is really important and staying consistent with those same good habits. It's typically where we see people, you know, hitting kind of a hitting wall. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of, you know, the, why we created the guided journal was because we're like, how do we make this easy? <laughs> because otherwise it's hard to stick to things. Sometimes it just mm-hmm. becomes another thing to add to your list. And so if you can make it where it's easier for you to do the good habit, you're more likely to stick to it. And then you get into like a streak and then you're more motivated to continue on, you know, even on the day that maybe you don't feel like doing it as much. You're like, oh, I've already been like doing so well. I'm going to stick to it, you know? Yeah. Tracking your yes. progress always helps. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's probably one thing that Snapchat did right was the streaks right Mm -hmm. so you can see I'm never on Snapchat but I know that but that is very true I think just that the human brain just like I don't I've I've come this far Mm -hmm. I'm right going see how far I can go exactly yeah but it is also difficult depending on what you're trying to achieve what those goals Mm -hmm. are and that consistency because roadblocks happen Definitely. I think we have to allow ourselves yeah. some grace in that process too. 
you know, we, we don't always get it right every single day and knowing that and being okay with that and still being willing to show up the next day and, and trying again, I think is part of that. We have to give ourselves that space to say, sometimes life happens and we can't always do it exactly as we planned. And if you're flexible and okay with that, then it's far less stressful. <laughs> yeah. And I think, especially when you're starting a new habit to give yourself mm-hmm. grace, allow yourself to be a beginner. As long as you don't stay there, it's okay to be a beginner. I know um, you changed up your workout routine not yeah. too long ago. And Candace and I were talking and she was saying, oh, you know, the first time I did this new routine in the gym, I just felt like it was messy. And so it was not nice. Yeah. And so <laughs> But you know, like that's what it is when you start something new and and that's okay. A lot of times we expect ourselves to come out as like perfection on day one. And then if we don't meet that, then we, you know, get hard and down on ourselves and maybe don't stick to it. So you got to allow yourself to, to learn and to pick up a new habit or a new skill. Mm -hmm. hundred percent. I just raised my hands over here and shaking my head. Yep. 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 (laughs) It's so true though, because I think there's so many of us that have this idea that we need to be perfect Mm -hmm. in order to do what we're doing, whether it's a podcast or a business or a brick and mortar, like whatever it is you're doing, like even just posting on Instagram or a reel, (laughs) it doesn't have to be perfect. You said, just do it messy. Yeah. Just do it messy. Just Mm -hmm. as long as you're showing up and you're doing what you are called to do Mm -hmm. going, right? Yeah, definitely. And that builds the skill. You know, your day one yeah. is going to look different than your day 10, your day 30, your 365, you know, once you continue showing yeah. up, that's where the progress happens. Yeah. My episode one sounds completely different. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't and go I, back and find cool. out. Just, just leave <laughs> that one alone. <laughs> oh, it's rolling my pen. Yeah. Episode, I think, I don't even remember. There's another episode that got completely cut off. I'm like, you know what? I'll leave it there because everybody makes mistakes and I'm human and there's mistakes that are made, but you know, we're going to move forward. But I, I also like, even with IG or with Facebook, whatever, like, I don't want to portray perfectionism over here because I feel like that's so hard to one maintain. Right. And then I also think for anybody that's looking at me and I don't want them to have the expectation on themselves Mm -hmm. that they have to be perfect in order to do this, you know? Um, So I love that you're saying, Hey, nope. Even if you, if you miss a day or you miss a morning, like still come back, keep going. Mm -hmm. When you, when you guys talk about the four power practices, you also have productivity. So how do the four power practices help you in your productivity? Well, first of all, goals are one of the biggest things that help in productivity. So if we do not zero in on a direction that we're moving and we're going with our life, then it's really difficult for us to expect that we're going to be able to make progress and to make the progress that we're looking for. So that's why goals are so important. And that's why we write them down every day, because when we keep them in the forefront of our mind and our focus, then we're able to use that as kind of like our compass in our decision-making. So it helps us to see, okay, look, is this going to be something that's just a good activity or is it going to help me move toward my goal? And if we can use that as our deciding, you know, line in the sand, it helps us to say no to the things that are going to take up our time that could be good, but they're not the best option. They're not going to move us forward into where we're going. Yes. That's the other part. 
with the perfection part. It's like real life people, especially moms that are trying to do both. They're trying to build their career. They're trying to build their business, but they're also trying to build their stay at home. Like I feel like in this this age, like you're supposed to pick one or the other. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you can be both. Uh, and and the, the balance isn't always balanced. It can get, right. you know, it's a teeter totter. And I've talked about that in other episodes too, but it's just like, it doesn't mean that like, it has to be perfect. Like I'm, I've, I think this is like the third podcast that's been interrupted by the youngest baby of the Williams crew. And it just like, you just have to keep going forward at some point we'll have a babysitter or something or daycare. Like it's like, but in the, in the setting up, it has to work, right? You have to show up and make it work. So showing up messy, showing up interrupted all the things. So someone's going to listen to this after it's all edited and be like, she got interrupted, huh? What happened? <laughs> never gonna know. <laughs> Want you to go back to what you were saying. If you're you're giving someone like me advice who is being both, because I'm sure there's a lot of other women out there that are being both. Um, what would you say is your best advice for not just the productivity and the daily routines, but maybe the time management and all of that. That makes sense. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm doing all these things. And I got to do them all really well, but then one of them will drop and I'll go, oh, I might as well throw them all away. Right. You know, that's a common feeling that a lot of people have. And I heard someone explain it um, this way one time and I really resonated with it. And it was the idea that when you are juggling all of those balls, you might not have them all in the air. You might drop one. Like you said, as long as you don't consistently drop the same one over and over again, that's okay. Like you might miss in one area because in order to do one thing, you have to say no to all the others, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you're going to say, okay, look, I'm going to invest time with my kids right now. All right. Then that means you're going to say no to working on whatever else it is, or I'm going to invest time, like creating this email for my business. I'm going to work on this right now. That means I'm going to say no to those other things. But as long as you don't, for a long, prolonged period of time, continually say no and neglect an area, then you can maintain a more healthier level of balance. And that's the idea because perfect life balance, like you kind of mentioned, is a myth. Okay. Like it's not possible. We can't all be in perfect balance. So we're always going to have some little bit of imbalance. That's how you reach a goal, right? You kind of have to say no to some other things. You can really hone in your focus on one thing to get big results. But as long as you don't neglect the other areas, then you can maintain a healthier um, level of living in all those elements. I love that. I think is there like that, um, that saying, like if one tire got flat or whatever, you wouldn't slash the other three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's like an easy analogy, but at the same time, like actually like living it and like, I'm trying to be a great mom. I'm trying to be a great wife. I'm trying to build a business. I'm trying to do like, okay, which one gets my attention today? <laughs> because in reality, wife and mom are always top priority. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously being a good Christian and being a good friend, like those relationships matter. And so I think a lot of, from at least from my experience, from what I talk to, whether it's friends or, you know, um, clients and coaches, like those, the people that I connect with, like, they, they struggle with the balance of knowing like, Hey, I want to make sure I'm intentional with this time with these relationships, 
but I want to build this amazing thing so that I can have more time Mm -hmm. with those people. There's two main strategies that we use um, to do exactly that. One of them is kind of the idea of, like you said about being intentional, is scheduling in specific times. We use a, a strategy called time blocking. So what we do is you essentially create a protected period of time, whether it's a one hour block, maybe it's a two hour block and you try to get rid of all distractions. Candace and I will do this. We're like, okay, we need to create some content for a presentation. We got to get focused. And we'll say from, you know, one to two 30, we're going to work on this. And we put our phones in the other room. We maybe need to change the environment, wherever, whatever it is for you, um, where you can be really distraction free and as then, much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course I know sometimes life happens, but as much as you can, can, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like setting an appointment. If you're going to have a meeting, you typically are like, okay, I have to drive there maybe. And you're going to meet with that person. Then you're going to be there. But sometimes we have to do that for ourselves. So you have to schedule a meeting with yourself of, okay, I'm going to work on this. And then when we don't have all those distractions, then we're able to get into more of like a flow state. And that's where you can create better quality work in a shorter amount of time. It's the idea of like, if you're going to go on vacation and you know that like the next day you're leaving, so you have to get a ton of stuff done and you suddenly have like a a way more productive day than normal. And you're like, wow, (laughs) because you had to get it done. So time blocking helps you to get that same kind of result. And so we don't do, you know, our whole day time blocked, but if there's a really important project, we'll schedule that in a couple of times a week, depending on what we need to have those focused blocks of time. Yeah. And the other thing that practically speaking, we like to do is what we call the sticky note strategy. So this is great if you have a lot of things going on and if ideas come to you when you're doing something else. So the sticky note strategy basically helps us keep track of all the things we need to do and the ideas that we might have without pulling us away from the thing that we're working on in the moment. Because I know that's happened to me before. Like I'm trying to think of um, content or I'm doing, you know, something else. And so I suddenly get an idea and then I switch the task and I start working on something else. And that actually ends up keeping me from getting that nice momentum that gives me um, that ability to continue working and, and getting to that flow state. Like Lauren was talking about, we actually can't technically multitask because it's really just a really fast start and stop of different tasks. And our brain's like, wow, what are you doing to me? Um, So the (laughs) sticky note strategy helps us because you, when you're working on a specific task and suddenly you're like, oh, perfect idea of a blog post I want to write or an email response, whatever. If you have that sticky note, it can be an actual sticky note or on your phone or whatever list pad, whatever you have around, just jot down that idea and then continue working on what you're working. And then your idea is still there when you're ready to come back to it. It allows you to stick to the one task at hand, keeping you in the flow state, keeping you productive, and also having your ideas ready to go when you're ready to switch back to that. I feel like like I've like needed to hide under a rock or something. So you guys like know me. I used to. Yes, I used to be the sticky note person. They would be everywhere. Like when I worked at um as a leasing consultant, I had sticky mm-hmm. notes everywhere. My boss used to yell at me. I'm like, but I have all these reminders. And it was like the only way I knew how to function. Now it's it's my phone. Mm-hmm. I'll have my notes yeah. and my phone, all that stuff. But the other thing is my Canva, because I have all sorts of ideas. And so I'll just start like a blank thing in Canva and just start typing. Cause I know that when I come 
and actually go to sit in Canva to create my images and you know all the things, then I have all those ideas there instead of yes. having to go back to my notes and then get distracted by something else in my notes. Right, right. It's so funny. Uh, the sticky note, it's actually a strategy. Right? Yeah, I love it. It's helped yeah. me to That's be so, so focused. That's so smart. And I think a lot, like, at least for me with my ADHD, ADD, whatever, self-diagnosed ADHD. Um, <laughs> I think that the lists and the, the sticky notes, like trying to stay on one task can mm-hmm. be very challenging, especially when like, I'll be on my computer and look up and go, oh, I still need to do the dishes or, oh, I still like, you know, so like making the, t- the time blocking, the list mm-hmm. making and the stick- sticky notes. Yes. yes. Love it. I think that's very, very helpful. And I hope whoever listening is like, yes, me too. Yeah. Simple things, <laughs> you know, simple little yeah. changes. It doesn't have to be an overhaul of your life. Just making those little tweaks will help you to streamline all of your processes. Yes. I love it. All right. I have one more question for you. So if anybody's in this space where they're trying to figure out whether it's time blocking or their list and they're trying to do all these things and they're, they start making their change and then stop and then make their change and stop. And they're in that, what do you, what do you call it? Like a hamster wheel or start, stop, start, stop. What do you think would be causing this? And if there is this person listening, how can they fix it? This is a really common thing that we've experienced, our clients have experienced, a lot of people experience. So first of all, as far as one of the best things that you can do is accountability. So if we have accountability where there's someone that we're checking in with, or maybe you check in with yourself by checking, you know, off a little chart, maybe that's what you need, or maybe you really need to have an accountability partner, a little friend who's going to check in with you. um, We're actually 95% more likely to achieve our goals. So that is a huge, huge stat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to stuff. our efforts. Uh, so that can be one of the things that you can easily add, whether that's, you know, maybe you're trying to start a new workout routine, or maybe you're trying to commit to getting those blog posts or podcasts done. Um, and you want to say, you know, hey, to your friend, can you just check in with me at the end of the week and say, hey, did I get it done? That can be really helpful. But as far as what could be causing it as a deeper root cause, sometimes our limiting beliefs get the best of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember we worked with somebody who kind of experienced that same situation. And what had happened was she had attached her identity to a problem in her life. And we kind of saw this coming out in the way that she would speak about herself. And unknowingly, she was continuing to verbalize herself as a victim of this problem. And that was holding her back from making that necessary growth or making the changes that she wanted in her life. And so what we would recommend to somebody in a situation like that is to really tap into that power practice of affirmation, because this helps us to target and get rid of those limiting beliefs and instead build and reinforce the new thought patterns that help us to create the right mindset. And it's important that we affirm the person that God's created us to be, because sometimes we take in misinformation, whether it's been given to us from somewhere or someone, it may not be exactly on track and it's certainly not helping us move forward. So when we go back to scripture and we can see, okay, this is who God has created me to be. We want to affirm that, internalize that, and then we can act accordingly. I love it. It's not who the world says I am, but who he says I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I think one of the one of the hardest things for me with starting um, the podcast was just that qualified feeling. Like, mm-hmm. who am I to to claim this title? You mm-hmm. know, and and I, I I think I made a I mean this was like what two years ago now. Um, I think I made an Instagram post. I think I did you know something about like you know, and it was more for me than it was for anybody else, but it was all about God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies, oh my word, what a tongue twister, qualifies the call, you know, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, And I think that's, that's something that is like a daily reminder. Like it's who God says I am. And that is, but I think that's great um, that you guys recognize that in her and that she was recognizing that and to step out of that because it's so true that something in our past, like that's why when you said reflection as one of those four, I'm like, hmm, like I don't want to look to those mistakes. I, I so when you were talking about reflection, I'm like, okay, they clarified it. It's more of like reflecting on your your morning, like little visions and stuff, and not like reflecting on your life every day of all the poor choices you made. <laughs> Yeah, the the whole idea behind reflection, every day what we write down is either an idea, a lesson, a win, or an observation. And the whole heart behind that is that no matter what kind of day you've had, if you can gain one idea or one win or one something that you learned or observed, you can see that there was value. There was something good from that day, even if it felt like a terrible day. And that's how you can end that day feeling good about it because you gained something and then you can go into the next one um, feeling strong and feeling ready for whatever's going to be coming ahead. Um, Because we can, you know, we have those days. It happens. But if we can still see value, then we don't have a reason to stay down and feeling bad about it. Oh my word. I have so many notes here. Okay. So tell me before you give everything away, what are some of the next steps that listeners can take to continue growing into the best versions of themselves? So one of the things that we are most passionate about Mm -hmm. is helping people to become that best version of themselves. And so we created a free five-day challenge that will help you to begin implementing the right strategies, and many of the next steps that we've talked about both on this podcast that you need to do exactly that. So through this free five-day challenge, each day we'll send you an email and that will give you action steps and help you build in those habits to your life. And it also gives you a chance to kind of troubleshoot any sticking points that you might have experienced before with some of these habits or as you start to build them into your life. That way you can, you know, figure out what might not have been working, get it working, that way you can get the results you're looking for. So we will make that available to everyone listening um, at aretios.com slash best life. So that's A-R-E-T-I-O-S.com slash best life. I'm going to be doing that. I want to join. Yes, definitely join. I could always be more productive. I could Mm -hmm. always have more of the good stuff and the time blocking and the sticky notes. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong there, right? Yeah, it's a lifelong pursuit, right? (laughs) It is. It really is. I also want to make sure that anybody listening, like you guys need to follow these ladies on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? So you can keep up with us at Aretios Official, and that works on Instagram and also on Facebook you're on there too. Awesome. Yay. I just want to say thank you so much for your time, for all your great tips and 
uh, conversation. It was so fun talking to you both. Thanks for being my first double guest. Oh, Oh, thank you so much for having us. Really enjoyed our conversation with you. And you got to meet the baby. So, you know, hey, that's that's like a, we love that too. Not everybody gets that opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening in to The Amy Williams Show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at The Amy Williams Show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week.